Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And now it's time for Weekend Wagers! <laughs> Woo! Oh, that's nice. Hey, everybody, I'm Cam Stewart. Hope you're having a nice Saturday, getting prepped up for Father's Day, whatever you're doing. Uh, this weekend, it's a great day for everybody up there. I'm Cam Stewart here in Toronto. George Kurtz on the island, my buddy, Mr. Baseball, George Kurtz. And we will break it down to give you some odds, uh, go through the NFL lines as they're always changing with stories. George, how you doing, buddy? How are things? Doing well, doing well. Always a sad time this week, right? Uh, I'm not an NBA guy, but the NBA season's over now. The NHL season's yeah. over now. And... Uh, I know the NHL is a forever season lasts a long time. But it's always, you know, oh, it's it's over. No more hockey now, you know. And that happens when baseball ends and when football ends. Like, oh, man, now i got to wait before more puck strap or more baseballs get thrown or footballs. So, uh, bittersweet this week. Don't worry, George. I'll get you into the Canadian Football League. <laughs> Yeah, I did, I did see that that starts. Uh, you know, back, back in the day, I used to watch that. It's back awesome. In like the, uh, it's a great betting like league, I, actually. It's really I good think for it was the 80s. Right? <laughs> You'd be like homesick from school, and maybe the Edmonton Eskimos were on, or the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. That's right. Stuff like that. I'd be watching it. Toronto, I know the team name, damn it. Toronto Argonauts. Montreal? You know what Montreal is? Alouettes. Nice. You're good, George. You're good. Oh, you, this one's tough, though. Ottawa. Oh, were they around in the eighties? They, there are two two names. I'll accept two old and new. Remember the old joke? How come Canadian was, football league eight teams, two of the same names? <laughs> were they? Was there an Oshawa team or something weird like that? It was Ottawa Rough Riders, like Saskatchewan oh, Rough Riders. Then they changed the to name, Red yeah. Red Blacks. Now they're the Red Blacks. Oh, nah. Never would have got that. <laughs> Never in a million years. Uh, yeah, it's actually good, George. We've been, uh, Gabe and I have been betting on uh, Red Heat and Rage, uh, the CFL. We did good. Uh, we, cover, we, we covered in our uh, game so far. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, Mo Sislak from The Simpsons says, if it moves, you can bet on it. And we're going to be betting on the Canadian Football League. But, George, this is happy time for you. Baseball, too. You know, dog days of summer. Very sad. But, hey, it's been good. Look, what, what can I say from my perspective? The Raptors won the NBA championship and the Blues won hockey. Both things that I wanted to happen. That's very rare. You know how I was after that Super Bowl. I was a beaten man. So this has been good news for me. <laughs> yeah, I was, you know, it's funny. At the end of uh, Weekend Fantasy Update with Joe uh, Galina, I was just saying with Joe, I'm like, I think this has been a good week for Cam. Had to be a good week. I know he had the Blues in the series. And I'm pretty sure he was a Toronto guy. He, I think, think Toronto winning was good for him, too. I'm like, this has to be a good week for Cam. Yeah, I parlayed, actually, on uh, one of my books, George. I parlayed the Blues and Raptors, too. So that's a nice little payday. Yeah, we're still working off that Super Bowl. I got a little bit stupid there, and that's what people, I can warn you, here on uh, weekend wagers. Be good. Be careful with your units. Don't make it an all-or-nothing thing. I know we have the vibe, and sometimes you go, you know, you're with family and whatever. You go to the casino, have a couple drinks, you're feeling good. But it's one of those things, like, we, we love to gamble on the show. We love to pay, play fantasy. But sometimes when you go all in and it doesn't work out, that's not cool. Make sure... Uh, you know what I mean? Still play within your means. It's hard to, to, to say that because I've learned my lesson, but it's a good tip for everybody because, hey, when you lose, you can lose a lot, and hopefully you just want to keep it fun. Right, George? You always want to keep it fun. I, I told you before, that that's how I bet. I always bet within my means. And there have been weeks, uh, not for a while, not to say that I've been great at this, but I just haven't I haven't had a, a bad streak in a while. But there were times, Cam, where I generally about 250, 300 is, well, okay, if I get down that, I'm done. Yeah, I'm going to take some days off or the week off. But I haven't had that in a while. But there have been times where that, that's happened on a Tuesday. And then I'm done for the rest of the week. You, you and I both know we pay up on Sundays or we get paid on Sundays. Yeah. So that's where I figure things out there. And sometimes it happens on Tuesday, Wednesday. I just had a couple of bad games in a row, you know, or a couple of bad whatever in a row, and I'm done. Yeah, I know that's my, my limit there. I spent my limit. 
You know, so I'm done. I think you have to realize that. I do want it to be fun. That being said, I just had my my brother coming over for a Father's Day, and he and I know he's already he, he's just put dollar signs. He put dollar signs in the text. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna have like a thousand bets tomorrow uh, on on Father's Day. You know, I, I know it. I just know what he's thinking. You know, we're both gonna be together. My brother and I aren't together all that much, and we're just gonna have like fifty. I, there'll be small bets. There'll be a lot of five dollar bets, stuff like that. But I know we're gonna go bananas on pretty much everything as far as uh, who's going to win games over-unders and all the weird crap that he likes to find. So uh, it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be an interesting day. Yeah, it's going to be interesting because my, uh, you know, my parents come over too, and I get a text from my mom, who asked me, you know, to put some money on the Raptors for her too. You know, like she's, she wants to join the party, and uh, provincially you have to bet like three games, so you can't do whatever. So she wasn't going to take like the Blue Jays or anything else. So yeah, I gotta, I didn't really put the bet in for my mom, but I gotta, I guess uh, George Spring, Spring for a nice steak dinner or something like that, just to make sure she was part of the big run there. But uh, yeah, I don't know what you could say, but we can talk a little bit about baseball, George, moving forward and guys to look for but uh just you know going through all the lines watching the games all that stuff uh this lucas giolito uh story uh with the white Sox again he's been he's been absolutely fantastic and uh the young players in the league too eloy jimenez three multi-home run games you could talk about fernando tatis has been great it's funny vladimir guerrero gets the headlines but a lot of these other uh, young players have really 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 stepped up and uh they're showing a lot of power it's it's nice to see george the young stars of baseball I think we all like to see that, right? We all like to see these young kids come up and play well. And I can call them a kid at least twice their age. So uh, I think we all like to see that. I think it's good. It's, obviously, it's good for the game. Yeah, it's good for the fans. Good for fa- Fantasy owners have to be careful because we do like the new toy and we tend to overvalue, uh, overvalue these guys. I mean, Joe yeah. and I were talking this morning that, uh, you know, when Vladimir Guerrero, his ADP was round three, round four, which I thought was psychotic. That's, that's why I don't have him in any league. That's stupid. So you're, you're, you're a baseball like uh, a DFS and a baseball savant. And that's, I, I, I could tell you right now, if you're drafting him that early, that's just dumb. Like, that's, that, that's not a prudent move. I think crazy is what I call it, but yeah, dumb fits yeah. well. Yeah, dumb crazy, you know, sure. <laughs> I did, I, when I draft in any league, by the way, baseball, football, hockey, I don't, uh, I'm not paying a premium for young players. Football is a little different as far as the running backs. Yes, I would like Josh Jacobs. Uh, I, I would. I think he'll have a good year. And running back is so valuable. But that, that's it. Yep. I'm not going to have Kyler Murray on any of my teams. I don't have uh, Vladimir Guerrero on any. Uh, Jimenez, I may have on one. Uh, I, I, by the way, I do have Guerrero on one team. I, sh- I should say I didn't draft Guerrero. I had a keeper league for two dollars. I did keep Guerrero on a team, uh, a team I took over. I guess someone had him last year for two bucks. So, uh, again, Guerrero got hit by a pitch last night. He's okay, by the way. So he may not play today. Maybe a day-to-day thing, but he's okay. No reason to rush there. Eloy Jimenez. I mean. Man, the Steinbrenners aren't the only ones who own the Yankees. Jimenez has a piece of him as well. I think he's at four home runs versus the Yankees in five games this wow. year. And he's uh, he, that man's a monster, by the way. He's a big guy. He this is. is not a small man at all. He's he looks like he's holding a toothpick when he's got that bat in his hand. It's just weird the way he looks there. But he uh, he's playing well now. Jordan Alvarez is a guy I'm high on for Houston. Uh, I, I think I mentioned him last, last Sunday with you that you might have wanted to be an aggressive uh, bidder for him on Sunday night. If he's still available in your league, well, now you're going to have to pretty much go all in because his price is going to be astronomical tonight. Hit a couple more bombs this week. He hit an opposite field home run last night that was like 460 feet. It was nuts. Yeah, the Blue Absolutely Jays. nuts. <laughs> I, I remember what we were doing the, doing the show with Gabe. Like, yeah, you can put some Astros in the parlays. Yeah, you can put the Astros at minus three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, eleven. <laughs> Whatever you want to put in your parlays, put it in there. And it's uh, it's interesting because it was a, a good story too. Craig Biggio's son, Kevin Biggio, is actually going to be a, a very good Blue Jay. He's one of those guys, George. You don't you're not going to hear too much about him because of the Vlad hype, but they do have a couple young guys. Uh, Bro Bichette's son uh, too. He's playing with the Buffalo Bisons in AAA, playing well, but. Uh, he's going to be, Biggio's going to be a good one, but they'll tell you that, that Houston team, what do you do with these guys? It's like, it's like from a DFS thing, one guy goes down, another guy steps up and you got to put them in your lineups because they're just lethal next man up uh, mentality, George. Yeah, I think, you know, it's funny. I think a lot of good teams, it's exactly the way it works. They sort of expect the next man up to be just as good or damn good. Yeah. There's no excuses here. Next. You know, Altuve's down next. Yep. Springer Bring next. You know, Correa next. Let's go. You know, train's running here. We ain't got time to stop. Hit the ball. You know, I think it's uh, that sort of uh, game there. I think over a, a long season, it could catch up to you. Sort of like what's happening with the Yankees now. I think it is catching up to them, the injuries. But that being said, in the, in the short term, you know, a couple of weeks here, a couple of weeks there, you'll be okay here. Houston, 
uh, I, I, listen, I've said it from day one. In my mind, they're the best team in baseball. Certainly the best team in the American League. You want to argue the Dodgers are the best team in baseball from the National League? Okay, I'll, yeah. I'll listen to that argument. I don't think it's a, uh, I don't think it's cut and dry either either way here. Uh, but I think the, the Astros are just loaded. And uh, I think they'll be on the market to get even better by the trade deadline. I think they'd like another starting pitcher if possible. And speaking of your Blue Jays, I am very curious to see where Marcus Stroman ends up. Yeah, this is this is the thing, George. And I told you this from the start. You knew this, too. I was actually surprised at the start of the year when the Padres didn't pull the trigger. I thought it would have been a perfect move. They're a young up-and-coming team. You already pay for Machado. You got Fernando Tatis Jr., good young team, and you're you're on the rise. Uh, and, you know, you're, you're going in the right direction. You're not in the American League. Now I hear the Yankees are involved. And I got to be honest with you. The Blue Jays are so bad. It's one of those things you say, oh, let's not trade within division or whatever. The Jays aren't going to be good, at least for another, I'm thinking, let's say three years minimum once some of their stars get better. Like, they're going to be a bad, bad baseball team along with Baltimore. They're the, they're, they're, they're the bottom end of that division. They're the junk. So let's call it out for what it is. If, if the Yankees are calling and you want to give some some somebody for Marcus Stroman, yes, I've heard they, they're very interested. I think that market, well, he, you know, it, it would fly there. He's just, he's an interesting guy. Like, he's flamboyant, but I could just also see Yankee fans are hardcore. Like, you know when guys don't run out balls and stuff like that. Stroman will do some things that are really cool, but he's also a very emotional guy. It'd be an interesting fit there, George, but I hear they're sniffing around. Even Boston, they probably, they probably need another arm. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of teams that you think are going to be knocking on the Jays' door and I'm going to think everybody but the prospects is going to be gone from this team. Other Like Rowdy Telez will stick around. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. will stick around. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, BGO will stick around. Those guys are all going to be there, but any veteran player on that team is for sale right now. Oh, I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. And I think Stroman uh, could very well end up with the Yankees. I don't think the Blue Jays care about the division. They traded exactly. J.A. Happ, Happ to the Yankees That's last year. That's good points. Excellent points. True. Right, so they, they've already made that consensus. I think uh, Stroman going to the Yankees makes sense for the Yankees as well. A, he's pitching the American League East. Granted, not always great, but he knows the East. He uh, is from Ronkonkoma, which is on Long Island, which is about, really, uh, about 10 minutes from me. I'll be in Ronkonkoma later on today. That's nice. how close it is. Yeah, it's literally 10 minutes away. That's where his family he's from. So I think that could be good for him as well, pitching uh, locally. Uh, so I think it makes sense. Uh, the Yankees and Jays do have a working relationship. It's not like they don't. They never trade with each other. They do. The, uh, the question is going to be the price. And I think this is going to be the problem with, for a lot of teams selling this year, Cam, is that the market's going to be flooded. They're not going to get the price on these guys that they want. The, the thing you know, is, though, maybe you're still going to have to take less, though. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have to take less, though, George. It's one of those things, like, it's kind of interesting. As, as a buyer, you don't think you have the leverage, but you're with the Blue Jays. Like, this guy does nothing to help us out. Like, you know what no, I mean? Like, there's nothing we can do now. So if you put something on the table that's respectable and, you know, other than a total fleece job, it's actually funny that I think a lot of the teams that are the buyers are going to go, this is perfect. Like, you know what I mean? We're actually going to be very aggressive and try to give these guys less. That's that's my take. And good point by you with App, you know? They, they don't really seem to care. This team is so far away, it doesn't even matter. But uh, I, I, and you shouldn't as a, care. As, as, a, as a betting man, I would, bet, I would bet on Stroman going to New York. I think he wants to go to New York, and I think he'd be happy there. Yeah, I think that's the favorite. I, I agree with you. If I was betting on what team Stroman is going to end up on, I think it will be the Yankees. Not that I've heard anything other than from about oh, seven, ten days ago where they were talking. We'll see how that works out there. But I think that Stroman does end up with the Yankees. But the Jays shouldn't care. You said it, and I agree. They, they probably are three years away. Therefore, Stroman may not even be with the Yankees three years from now. What do you care? Get the best deal possible. If the Yankees offer what in your mind is the best deal, that's the deal you make. I don't care you both play in the same division. You know, and, and even with the Toronto GM, if, they, if the trade to Stroman makes you better, you know, to the Yankees, the Yankees are giving you the best prospects that you like, yeah. then guess what? That's where he should go. I have a very good friend that's uh, a high up in the Blue Jays organization now. Very, very smart baseball man, coached like Baseball Canada, uh, top prospects, guys who played in Major League Baseball, played, you know, minor leagues, gone through the system, and, and a really good person. And he works closely with the GM, a GM of the Blue Jays. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, though, that Ross Atkins got the extension. Like, I'm looking at this team, and I guess when you're Toronto, you're like, well, you know, why pay for anybody else? Because we're not going to win anyway. We might as well not have two salaries on the books, right? Sometimes it looks like that, George, but I, I, I'm kind of worried about uh, the future the future of this team. They got it's 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 kind of scary right now. Hey, I'm used to like some teams being bad, George, and uh, you haven't seen this in a while. But uh, long gone are the days where the Yankees were like, you know what I mean, a horrible laughing stock. And if, if you guys were in this situation, I, I think people would be calling calling for heads. Like I don't even know heads would roll. If you guys, if we flipped Yankees and Blue Jays right now, it would be hell to pay. 
Oh yeah, the next the next losing season the Yankees have someone you know, someone's getting yeah, fired. Yeah. That's fire. Everybody's fired. Like the, you know what right. I mean? It's unacceptable. Yankee, fan, Yankee fans are up in arms now because they're three and eight in their last eleven. And they're calling yeah. for Boone's head, even though it's it's. I mean, I'm not thrilled with the moves Boone makes sometimes, but it's not yeah. his fault. I mean, the injuries are, have caught up, and the starting rotation sucks right now, and that's not on Boone. No, it's it's not on Boone at all. But uh, you know what? I, I I see good things, George, and we'll go through the numbers too uh, on weekend uh, bets. So you know what I mean. We told you a long time ago with the Minnesota Twins at plus two ten, George. I'm looking, and we'll go through all the division and uh, odds of all these teams, and maybe look for a team that we could peg on and find a little bit of value. But remember when Minnesota was plus two ten, George? They're fifty five to one, <laughs> minus five thousand five hundred on my book to win the AL Central, and we could have got them as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Funny yeah. how things work out, right? Is Funny that not how things crazy? work out? We could have got them that's as nuts. a two to one dog. Now you got to lay like yeah, fifty five hundred to win a hundred. Like that's, I don't even know where to begin. <laughs> that's and insane. all I can hear is the uh, you know, the womp womp thing from like the Price is Right. No, yeah, we're done. <laughs> yeah, that, that thing. He gone. Yeah, George, I think we'll do this weekend. You know what I mean? We'll go through some baseball odds. You're, you're, you're the baseball guy. Maybe we'll find a team that's uh, kind of lurking in the weeds. We'll talk also. Scherzer doing his thing, part of history. I want to go through the NFL stuff too, George. We got beautiful stuff. Uh, new odds for like most passing yards and stuff. I got some props I want to throw your way. So we're going to go through everything. If we can bet on it, me and George will talk about it. I'm Cam Stewart. He's George Kurtz. This is the Weekend Fantasy Update with Sean Engel as well. And we'll be back after a very short break. Breaking it all down. Betting board style. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Thank you very much, Sean. Weekend Wagers. I'm Cam Stewart with George Kurtz talking a little baseball, going through the board and uh, lamenting that we didn't take the Minnesota Twins when we did because that ticket uh, would be in hand right now to win that. <laughs> I remember Good for you, when I Sean. did that show. Yeah, Sean, you're awesome, buddy. I love I love sound effects. I love uh, anything. I'm like that kid, you know, like, like fart jokes sometimes, George. They make they make me happy when uh, we're a little bit, you know, in a bad mood or whatever. I'm, we're basically kids at heart who gamble. <laughs> right? Oh, I think it's not this industry as a whole. Yes, yes. Good call. I mean, we're Good watching call. games. We're watching games. That's what we're doing. That's what we get paid for, to watch games. Hard to beat this. If you were to predict uh, Jake Bowers hitting for the cycle, I don't think he'd be on your betting card. Right, George? Oh, God. Excuse me. Uh, must have been yeah. those eggs. Um, <laughs> must have been those eggs. Eggs, cabbage, eggs do always cabbage, get me, cabbage, is, cabbage is my problem. Like, uh, if you like, if I, I go on a date, and another thing, people, I, li- I like Burger King. Like, I'm a fast food uh, maven. I'll do it all. I try not to go too much, but those Burger King onions, oh, God. They just they just linger. They, they, they linger. I might as well just be chewing on garlic instead of, uh, instead of gum. Yeah, the steak can get me, eggs can get me. Uh, there'll be a lot of sound effects uh, going on that. Uh, <laughs> my kids oh, had to wow. just run, just run. The good news is I, the, the, not much smell comes along with it, though, just the sound. Yeah, that's good. good yeah, sound. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're not silent but violent, but you get the sound. With, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, yeah, there's nothing worse than the old napalm bomb there. What do you think? Uh, George, uh, about uh, Scherzer going into history last night. Uh, nice, pre- not, a, not a real, I'm not going to say a perfect uh, pitching performance there, but he's one of those guys. It's interesting from DFS. you got to go for those guys with the strikeouts, and they're key. Uh, uh, they, got, they got the job done. It wasn't easy against uh, Arizona. It's actually really hitting the ball right now, but moving into 28th uh, all time, 27th all-time, passing uh, the likes of uh, Spawn and Feller. That's uh, pretty good company for Scherzer, and uh, he is one of those guys you, in DFS, if he can just give – not let you know limit the runs the strikeouts are always going to be there george 
Yeah, you said it. Arizona's been hot. I mean, they've been mashing sure the ball have. this week. Uh, so not maybe not the easiest of outings for Scherzer, but he got the job done. You know, and you mentioned it. I mean, you know, with the, with the chalk and Scherzer, because of the strikeouts, it's, it's 10 points you know you're going to get right there because you're going to get double-digit strikeouts. You know, and then they got to hope for the W after, uh, afterwards. So it's it's tough not to go Scherzer, but you got to pay for him, which means now you got to find you know lower end value, and that's yeah. always the issue there as well. If you're playing DFS, you got to because you're not going to be able to get too many top hitters. Now you're going to pay up for Scherzer there, uh, assuming your second pitcher is going to be on the lower end as well. You need to hit on that second pitcher, so that's why doing the chalk and Scherzer is always difficult because it leaves you very little room for error with your other players. And if God forbid Scherzer gets lit up, then you're pretty much your night's done anyway. How bad do you think? I know we were talking about the young stars. Vladimir Guerrero left the game last night ever hit by a pitch. George, have you heard anything? Like, I'm just uh, watching horse racing and stuff right now. I know it's the, it doesn't seem to be too serious, but uh, he could be out of commission for a bit. Everything I hear, x-rays are negative, so everything I hear is he's fine. Uh, you said it could be a day-to-day thing. Maybe he takes today off. Maybe he takes tomorrow off, tomorrow but nothing off, yeah. long-term. He could even be in the lineup. You know, he may even be in the lineup. So uh, uh, day-to-day, I think he'll be fine, though you're not worried. And certainly by the time we set lineups on Monday, it will certainly be okay by then. I was going to ask you, what do you think about uh, Muncie and the Dodgers trolling Ma- uh, Madison Bumgarner there? You know, you uh, go, go go fish out the ball, eh, buddy? It's uh, it's hilarious stuff. And I, I got to believe, too, when you're looking at uh, a, t- a team like the Giants, he's got to go. But uh, for a guy that's been clutching the World Series before, an absolute machine, I know he's getting older, uh, that price is going to be a little bit, you know, we talk about Stroman. Well, that price for, for Bumgarner is going to be uh, pretty, pretty big, I have to believe. And, uh, you know, but somebody's got Somebody's going to make a move, don't you think? When it comes to Bumgarner, uh, I mean, what happened last week? I thought that was all on Bumgarner. I'm an old school person. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm an old school person. I don't necessarily yeah. love all the bad things. I don't like showing somebody up. I, I yeah. don't like it at all. Even when I, I listen, I, I didn't come anywhere near close to playing professional sports. But when I did play sports, no, you uh, celebrated. More hockey but than you didn't go else. wild on guys. I would never laugh at a no. guy or do it. You, you celebrate with your team. You're happy. You don't, you don't get in their faces. I'm with you. That's right. not my style either. You know, I, I would never do that. You know, we, I know we, you and I, uh, you and Gabe and I talked on Tuesday. You know, playing hockey. Once, uh, pretty much, once my team was up four goals in the third period, uh, I was done trying to score. Now, I, I would, I'm not saying I wouldn't let my other guy, teammates try to score. I would, you know, if Cam Stewart's open in front of the net, I'll pass to you. Yeah. And then you can make your decision if you want to shoot or not. But I was no longer shooting at the net. I didn't care anymore. Game was over. I won the game. That was my goal. So I didn't care. That's just the kind of person I am. But that being said, what Muncie did last Sunday was nothing. He hit the home run, looked at it for a little bit, then ran. I had no problem with that. None at all. Even though I was pitching, I wouldn't have had a problem with that. You know, and then Bumgarner saying, well, you know, I got to let the kids uh, act the way they're going to act, and I'll act the way I'm going to act. Well, the problem is Bumgarner's only 29, Muncie's 28. So there's no age difference there, by the way, <laughs> as far as kids. And I have no problem once again with Bumgarner wanting to do what he wants to do, but don't yell at the other player. If Muncie stood there and he said, said to Bumgarner, hey, Bumgarner, I just took you 500 feet, yeah. that I would have a problem with. You know, I don't think you be talking to the other team. I mean, that, that starts problems. That starts fights. Now, as far as the Giants are concerned, yeah, you have to move Bumgarner. Giants are finishing last this year. We know that. Bumgarner's in the last year of his contract. Uh, this could be a win-win for the Giants. You could trade Bumgarner. He should be. Now, I don't know if somebody else is going to come loose from a team. That we didn't expect, and they'll, uh, he's going to be traded. But right now, from the players we know who are out there, the pitchers that we know who are out there, he should be the number one guy. Yeah, you know, He's not the same pitcher he used to be. Several injuries uh, have, have taken its toll on him. But he should still be the number one guy out there on the market. The Giants should be able to sell him. I'm sure the Yankees will be interested. And then, hey, you might even be able to re-sign him again in the offseason. Win-win. Right? You get prospects for him, and you get him back. Sort of what the Yankees yeah. did to Chapman, right? Yeah. You traded Chapman, you got Torres, you got a couple other guys, and you, then you signed Chapman back. So I think this could be a win-win for the Giants if you, if you really want Bob Rodgers. But he has That's to be dealt. Yeah, oh, I, I agree. I agree with you 100% there, George. What about Castellanos in Detroit? It's kind of interesting. Um, you know, they ask him to move to fir- first base. He doesn't want to go to first base until he gets an extension. He's a good young player there, and uh, this team's very, very bad as well. And he's he's a piece that wants to be, uh, you know, if you're a Detroit fan, you're part of that organization. He needs to stick around, but he doesn't sound like a very happy camper that day. And I guess when, when, when you lose all the time and you have a culture of losing around a team, it, it gets frustrating because that guy's a damn good baseball player 
Well, I mean, can you blame anybody on Detroit for not being happy? Not so much because you're having one bad year, all right? That happens. But you've had a number of bad years. True. And we already, and I've said this many times on the, with, with you, with Joe, Mike, anybody else, we already heard the Detroit Tigers say, you know, that they're not, they're not going to be big in free agency until 2022, 2023. What that means is they don't expect to contend until then. That they're rebuilding. So I don't blame Castellanos for not being happy because by the time that comes around, he'll be 30, 31 years old. If I'm Castellanos, you know, I, I probably hope I am dealt. You know, he, uh, he just uh, what he signed. He has making $10 million this year, uh, avoided arbitration. I don't mind being dealt from Castellanos and going to another team, you know, maybe go have a chance to win. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's from Detroit or loves the area, whatever it might be. But after a while, you do want to win, don't you? Yeah, I don't know. So. I think you do. You know, I, I think that's the like thing. Like you're, so you're a professional athlete, you're going to get paid. You're going to get paid. But after a while, when you're losing and losing and losing, like part of sports is like the, the hunger. Like that's 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 when you love it. When you see guys who make a lot of money and still have hunger, it makes you very happy. It's like because you know what? A lot of the time, George, money softens people, and we've seen this before in professional sports. You get that big contract, <laughs> I'm set now. You know what I mean? I don't really care. A lot of guys don't play for the love of the game; they play for the money. But it's great to see. Like I use the basketball example with Kawhi Leonard and, and, and the Raptors. The way he played, this guy played hurt. He battled. He's already going to be rich. He's, he's got a contract. His next one's going to be big, but he'll do anything possible to win the game. You're playing like a, a college guy in the NCAA where you're not getting a cent. You're working for your next paycheck, and uh, that's the way I like it. It's it, A lot of guys aren't like that anymore, right? So it's nice to find a guy. Like, if I was on a losing team like this, you know what? Screw it. I'm, I'm a professional. I'm already getting, you know, my bank account's padded. I'm living a pretty good life. The, the next thing is winning. You know, if you're going to have money, you might as well, you might, you might as well win. I think winning's really important and a lot of guys lose that edge oh i agree i 100 percent agree you know it's uh i, I want to see so guys much. angry i want to see guys pissed george like when i play when i'm watching nhl like i, I want to see like you you know what i mean like who cares how much money like that's what i love the stanley cup finals it reverts back to being a kid you know what i mean you're getting pummeled and pummeled and pummeled and you put everything aside it's like when you're playing road hockey game seven overtime i want the goal type of thing and it's it's beautiful and that's why i still love sports but few and far between you see those guys that are as hardcore as they used to be i don't want to sound like an old man but you know what i mean a lot of I play for a paycheck, not the love of the game anymore. Well, I, I will sound like an old man because I, I talked about <laughs> Joe Bellina earlier today yeah. and uh, about my fandom. You know, I'm a Yankee fan, Cowboy fan, Islander yeah. fan. Uh, and listen, I am a fan of those teams. I, I want those teams to win, but I'm not the same fan I used to be. I you know, and I don't know. And I wonder I why that is. Is it because I'm getting older? mature or is it because of the, is it because of the industry we work in i think it's you know, both I, I think it's both I, think it is, I used to watch I think Seahawks it is games when i was a kid george i used to cry i remember when the raiders knocked them out in 1983 i was like eight years old i sat in front of the tv like angry crying punch ah yeah these raiders I, you know what i mean i was just like i, I never missed a game hell i lived in the, i lived in Yellowknife in the arctic i used to find a guy with a satellite dish in town every single day work around my schedule have to watch the seahawks game have to i, I have to i can't miss a game this year in our industry i i still love the team but it's not even like i'd be a hello lying if it was even like close to what it used to be it used to be my whole life see for me is um i think i've also come to the realization and once again this is probably the part of getting older smarter realizing more yeah. that most fans care about their team winning or losing than the players do and it's because of what you just said to them, it's a job. They're making their money. Yeah. They don't, they, I'm not saying all players, by the way. Some players obviously do care, but some don't. And to them, it's a job. Win or lose doesn't really matter. I got paid. You know, and they, they don't have that same desire, same heart. Now, you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, as you know, kicking and screaming and stuff like that. Paul O'Neill, I used to love Paul O'Neill for doing that. Paul O'Neill would go four for four. You know, he'd get, get up a fit that bat, hit a line drive rope right at somebody, and flip out. And the Yankees were winning ten nothing. The game, his at bat didn't matter, but he was mad after going four before and hitting a line drive at somebody, and he beat up the water cooler. You know, like some it. people got got on of acting like an idiot, but he wasn't hurting anybody, and at least it showed his passion. Even though he was getting paid, the Yankees had won the game already, but he still wanted to perform, and he was upset. I kind of like that. You know, I, I do. You know, maybe you don't want to see him quite uh, you know, being as demonstrative as he was, but I, I, I like that. I do like that as a fan. You want to see your players care, but so many players don't. You see them after a game. Uh, I know this is, you know, because they may, maybe it's putting on a neck, but they're laughing and joy, you know, joy, and you know, joking up with the other team here. At the, you're, as a fan, you're going, oh, you just lost this game, man. It was a big game. Now, you know, we're not going to make the playoffs, or we fell out of a playoff spot, or whatever it might be. And you see that, it just makes you wonder. 
You know, but I think the game has changed nowadays. You and I grew up in the seventies, Cam. Yeah. You know, back then, before they, these were, before the players made big money, the reason why the Yankees and Red Sox always got into these fights was because they wanted that playoff money. Money, yeah. You know, these, exactly. play, these players needed the playoff money because they weren't making big time money, so making the playoffs was important. That's why they fought each other because they wanted to win so much. I mean, the Yankees and you know, Greg Nelson, George Brett, you know, Carlton Fisk and Lou Pinello at home play for the Yankees. Yep. I mean, we saw this over and over again. Hell, they would fight with each other too. You know, so it was uh, it was pretty. While back then, the game has changed dramatically since. I kind of like. I, I wish there was a way that you could put salaries into. <sighs> it's impossible. I'm just going to throw this out there to you, George. Though I love what you said there. I, I I wish it could be like there is playoff incentives, but I wish it was a bigger part of what you made because you're making so much money anyway. Like you know what I mean? Because so many people and teams go through the motions. I would love you. Like you know what I mean? This is what you do. You get through round one. You get this. You win this. You get this. Incentives tied to you know, success. It's it's hard to do because some teams don't have the money to compete, but it really, really bothers me when guys, you know what I mean, like just suck ass, don't even try, and then they get they, they get millions and millions of dollars because if you were to do that in any profession, a lot of the time you'd be fired, but that's the difference between sports. It's changed so much. It's such a big business. I still love it, but it's changed a lot for me, like instant replay, the way things are. Like when when I was a kid, yeah, you're right. Like I'd stay up till like, you know, with the, with the radio when the games were on, when we didn't get the hockey games and listen to the games on the radio and stuff like that like it was it was a full-time commitment yeah and i, and I, I it's, a, it's a little bit of everything George. it's also the job we get jaded too like i'm doing updates i'm seeing how much some of these fringe players make and it, i feel sick you know what i mean <laughs> like it's sick looking at some of these salaries for guys uh, who are horrible players and you know barely in the league it's just it's ludicrous in fact See that that doesn't bother me. What bothers me is when I when you watch these games more of probably football than anything else. Yeah. You know, so that those games we really break down. You see, these guys aren't even trying. Yeah. I mean, these guys guys with the big contract. No, he's just not trying anymore. You know, Dominic Sue comes to mind. He chooses what he wants to play. That's true. And when he when he's not going to play, and baseball, I think it comes down to guys who, you know, I, I wonder about Jacoby. Does Jacoby Ellsbury want to play anymore? He's always hurt now. Always seems to have a different injury. He's been years now. He's just collecting his money. Doesn't seem to even, seem to even want to play. You know, they, they, they doesn't care. Also, the Yankees are thrilled too, mind you, because they have insurance now, so they're getting back seventy five percent of that contract anyway. Nice. But uh, it makes me wonder about that. They, you know, a lot of teams do that. That's why the Mets aren't rushing back. Uh, you know, David Wright. They actually lost money when he came back last year. They were better off if he didn't come back. You know, because they get they were getting three quarters of that contract back. So Spedes, I'm sure, is the same thing. You know, most teams do insure their big money contracts. Uh, the only thing is, I think you have, like the deductible is always like forty games, fifty games, twenty five games, whatever it might be. You have to eat it. And then that you're getting a certain percentage back. That's why crying to about the teams losing. The Mets crying that they lose money. They're not. The thing <laughs> is, the Mets though, they eat. They're, they're they're pocketing that cash. They're not putting it back into the team. And that's what's annoying. If I'm a fan, that's that's what pisses me off. By the way, when uh, teams uh, teams do this, the Will Punts are pocketing that David Wright cash, yeah. the Suspetas cash. They're not putting yeah, it back cr- to the team. Crying poor, points. crying poor professional team. Oh, no, no team is uh, no team is poor. <laughs> but they're they're just teams that are richer than others. That's it. No team is poor. Exactly. Keith Law uh, had the, the greatest thing, the greatest uh, column earlier in the year, where he pointed out that any team. And Major League Baseball, and he, he says maybe not Oakland or Tampa, but any other team could have signed Machado and Harper and still made money. It would even, you know, would have been an issue. It's it's all a question of how much money do you want to make, not if you can make money, but in today's baseball, it's really today's sports. It's how much do you want to make. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing what happened with the Marlins and the shit show with their organization and stuff. Yeah, it's just greedy owners pocketing money. You're absolutely right, uh, George. The same applies to the Mets. From uh, you know, from a, from a fantasy, just looking at players that have on fire. I just want to get your take on. Uh, we talked about Mad Bum before, same division. What about Hunter Renfro? Uh, there, uh, George, twenty-one home runs, uh, three in one game. This guy's been absolutely uh, one of those guys that flies under the radar. I know it's Coors and, and whatever, but uh, that's some stellar, stellar play. Nice comeback by the uh, by the Padres. Six runs, boom. They win it. Win an extra innings. That was uh, absolutely stupid. Did that game end? Is it finally over? Yeah, I the, the Padres. Thank you. I, right, I got I mean, lucky. Uh, I got lucky. Finally, that was great. <laughs> yeah, if you had twenty-seven runs in the under. You yeah. lost. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, 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 that's an old sports caster from New York. Warner Wolf used to always have stuff like that. You know, if you had this team in 99 points, well, you lost. He'd always point out weird stuff like that. So uh, Hunter Renfro will have value. Teams wanted him in the offseason. The Padres wouldn't move him. 
you know, for whatever reason. I think teams were pushing for it because they saw some talent there. They also saw that the Padres had, had too many outfielders, <laughs> you know, so they had one extra here. So he will have value, but like most things uh, at the deadline, pitching is going to come first. Teams are going to want to lock up that pitching first because everybody needs pitching, whether it's started pitching or bullpen. You know, then Renfro, the players like Renfro, who is a good player and will help a team. He comes second, so that might be my only issue there. Can they get the deal they want? I think Renfro might be a player who has to be moved during the offseason. Yeah, you're on. So I'm just saying, man, like uh, the Potters got some nice, nice young talent on that team. We'll come back. Two we'll years, the- Potters will be damn good. You're damn right they're going to be, George. Weekend bets, baby. We're back after a short break. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Welcome back. Weekend bets. I'm Cam Stewart, George Kurtz. George, I tell you, I tried to play the guitar once. This is the only song I could do. 035-0365-035-30. That's how I learned it. It's like literally like a monkey can play Smoke on the Waters intro. Other than that, uh, when the song kicks in, no, it gets a little bit harder. But, uh, man, I sucked on guitar real bad. Grace, Fat fingers. I'm worse than a monkey. <laughs> Uh, I have no no musical talent whatsoever, man. I can't play any instruments. Uh, Nothing. I don't, I don't even think I, I don't even think I'm yeah, good at air guitar. That's how yeah. bad thing is. So, you know, uh, singing. Nobody wants to hear me sing. I, I, you know, only place I sing is the shower or driving when no one else is around. Uh, yeah, I try drums much. too. Like I, I'm the shittiest drummer like in the history. Like I can't do. Like you got to do like three things at a time. I'm like, how the hell do these guys do that? And some of these guys are like wailing and singing at the same time. I can't even hit the pedal and the hi hat to say. It's it's crazy, man. Your brain has to be wired a certain way, I think. So well, you're, you're talented. You're just talented, all right. I mean that, that they're freaks, right? That's why uh, yeah. sports players are sports players. Why singers or like Phil Collins, who do who's an excellent drummer and a singer, does it at the same time. And I don't know how he does it, but he can. You know, and that, that once again, they're freaks. You know, but I can't. You know, I can't sing, Cam, but I can swing for the fences playing daily fantasy <laughs> baseball with DailyRoto.com. Yes, can, yeah, I was waiting for an opening. There. That was become that the was eighth a- Daily Roto lineup <laughs> optimizer user to win one million in a FanDuel yes. or DraftKings tournament or become one of the countless number of people who have won thousands of dollars playing DFS. If you are playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount and you'll get lineup alerts, projected ownership percentages, weather updates, fantasy projections, and use of the same Daily Roto lineup optimizers that have produced millions in DFS winnings. That's the 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use promo code FNTSY. And TSY and get your 10% discount today. Nice, George. Yeah. I was going to ask you just because uh, we have some guys at the network, really, really smart people that have won millions of dollars. So that, you know, the, that, that commercial and promo is very, very true. These guys are the best in the business. What's the most you've won, George, in like one like fantasy slate, like just sitting down, like playing DFS baseball or whatever? For me, I played one weekend of. Uh, NFL football and picked every game right. It's a lot, like a lottery here. I got a check for fifteen thousand eight hundred dollars. That was uh, that was that was that was good. That was uh, it. Doesn't happen very often. I, I won the, that contest three times. The other time was only a couple grand. But picking underdogs, you get more money because more money's in the pool. But what's the most you won? Like uh, knocking it down, like ten twenty grand on like a DFS night. You if you want a contest. A DFS, I've won eight. Uh, eight grand uh, is the most I've won. Uh, nice. As far as betting, I'm trying to think of betting in one. I, the Super Bowl, I know you had a terrible Super Bowl. I 
crushed the Super Bowl. Super Bowl went well for me. <laughs> yes. I mean, uh, George, the, the props. I mean, hey, listen, I, it was a lot of it's luck. You're doing props. A lot of it's just guesswork here. But the props, I think I, I think I did 24 props. And I went 19 and five. I mean, it was weird. Wow. I was getting, that late interception got me. I was like, yeah. I mean, that's just one of those nights where the game may have sucked, but everything went my way. I know I'm doing the updates with you that night. I'm just laughing the whole time. I'm like, this is just cha-ching. Every time I look, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. I think the most betting will probably be in one. I, I don't bet high amounts very rarely anyway. It's probably a little over 1,000. It wasn't Super Bowl night. And now that I think about it, it was years ago. Actually, it's back in the uh, 90s with the Cowboys. Uh, I, had, I remember one Sunday, every, everything went right that week as well. And I had, uh, that's when I maybe was betting a little bit higher than I should have. But then again, I wasn't married and I didn't have kids. Good point. No, excellent point. Yeah, I, I, I keep that photo on the wall just to remind myself like it, it can it can happen again. But that was that was pretty cool. I was, I'd like to do something like that. I've been I, I've been close before too. the one time I remember I was in a golf contest I was actually leading George and ended up, uh, you know, finishing ninth. But you get so excited, like when you start to look at it, and you see yourself there like, oh, my God, this could be the one like I'm no Drew, Drew Dinkmeyer. I'm not going to win a million. But even like, you know, 25 K, 50 K, that would be uh Pretty sweet, kind of like that Blues fan who didn't hedge out, who kept with the one hundred thousand when everyone called him a turkey, a loser, a tool, a moron on Twitter. He's laughing now, his fa- and he's just fa- a fan who dropped four hundred dollars. He didn't listen to the hype, George, but it'd be nice to uh, hit the big score. God bless him. I'm very, very happy for him. I, I mean, that, that's I great. Too. <laughs> there is no doubt in my mind, though, that I would have sold that ticket. I would have seventy six. I'm not lying. Seventy six thousand after game five. I for definitely. Sure. I mean, you you only losing twenty five, and you really weren't even losing twenty five thousand. You had the taxes. You were losing half that. So you're losing twelve thousand dollars. And my thinking would have been once I did. I wasn't surprised. The Blues lost game six. They had played terrible at home. So I figured it was going to a game seven, and then who knows. You know, so I would have taken that 76000 there. No doubt in my mind I would have. You know, so I, I probably would have taken my chances for Game 7. I get it. You know, and not and not taking the thirty seven thousand was it that he was offered, whatever it was. Yeah, that's too low. I get that. That's what I said. To, that's that's what I said to Gabe too. Like, so I had futures on St. Louis, and I was thinking, remember when we remember when we did the show? I'm like, the only way you could do this right now is to buy back with Boston because St. Louis is a favorite in Game Six. Like, if you wanted like to get that big number, they lose that game there, George. So I'm sitting on I'm sitting on St. Louis Blues futures futures. But that game, the line went from 60 cents to 70 cents to 80. They were a minus 180 by by puck drop there. So I'm thinking, oh, my God, there's no hedge opportunity there. It's almost two to one. I had to write it out. And thank God that line was so big. Like, if it was Bruins a buck 30, I probably would have put some money on the Bruins. But because the line was so big, it forced people that had St. Louis tickets to sit on their ass. You know, it's funny. Uh, Isn't that crazy? I went. <laughs> like, I, 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 I was out. I was out that night. Uh, my daughter had a uh, uh, whatever a chorus recital, some crap like that. Uh, so she had that. And we went out to dinner afterwards, and uh, I'm at a hibachi restaurant. <laughs> some crap. Oh, come on, man. Let, let's, know, any parent, you, he's like 500 kids. I like I can hear her sing. Oh, I mean, yeah, I know. All right, there's point. no way. You're saying, hey, right, look at my kid. My kid's on the stage. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, and I'm not one of those parents anyway. I Listen, yeah. to be honest with you, I mean, I'm there in the auditorium. I have my own headphone. Uh, uh, you know, then nobody could see them. They're yeah, you're listening to the game. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is, this is, I, I know that's terrible. Yeah, my daughter's on say, what? Yankees win! <laughs> Be the best. I, I know that's George terrible. The but, uh... It's not terrible. It's not terrible. I, I agree. Those, I go to my, I went to one of my buddies, uh, like even christenings and things like that, you know, and I'm, I'm sitting there going, God, there's sports on right now. But anyway, it's just, it's not even my kid, but I, I'm with you. I think a lot of the time, to, no, it's, I'm with you, George. Don't worry about it. You don't have to, you don't have to explain to me. I, I got your back. <laughs> but I'm at, I'm at the Hibachi restaurant. I, I walk in, yeah. there's a TV, the TV has the game on, which is surprising for Hibachi, but it had yeah. the game on. And it's, I, I see this, uh, Peter Angelo scored the, uh, the goal. Two nothing. Like, wow, holy oh, crap. Yeah. I think I, and I said this too loud, by the way, so people hear me, because I said, holy crap, Cam's a happy guy. You know, it's first thing that came to my mind. There's the, the betting part of it, that you had money on it, because I, I didn't bet on it. I, you know, it's funny. I was annoyed that I didn't, because I couldn't make up my mind, Cam, because I wanted to do two, uh, two bets. I was either doing St. Louis and the over, or I'm sorry, St. Louis and the under, or Boston and the over. And I was leading towards St. Louis because of how well they had played on the road, but the Game 7 scared me. Game 7, oh, like, yeah, oh, for sure. Boston. And everything has gone Boston, you know, the, the town of Boston, all their sporting, you know, the New England Patriots, the Red Sox. I'm like, everything's going their way. You know, I'm like, no, I can't do it. So uh, I ended up not doing it, but I was like, damn, wish I would have. The thing is, too, it's weird. Like, when you're betting all these sports, the thing is, trends are good to look at. They're important, but 
it's just one of those things where you can't make it everything. Like team is ten and two to the over or whatever. Like Gabe and I do that. When we go through the show. It doesn't mean jack. It's like small it's sample one, size. It's, a, it's so yeah. It's small sample size. It's also a one game situation. I'm not saying Tuka Rask played bad, but before that, he was absolutely unbelievable. And we talked about it, George. What's going to happen on the first goal? Deflection. It went to right through his legs. He had the five-hole open. Boom. Second one, Marchand's a tool. He doesn't get off the ice because uh, a bad change, a guy that's been in the league for that long, he had a brain cramp. Boom. They score again. But it's funny to me when they're talking about the guy was the best, best, best goalie, hands down. But it's game seven. He didn't. I'm not saying played bad, but he didn't play great where Bennington stood on his head and everything said Tuka Rask would stand on his head. That's the beauty of sports that we talk about. That's why you got to be very, very careful. Like streaks come to an end. You know what I mean? You got to go do things in great point by you, small sample size. You got to do things like your way. You could take in the information all you want. It's kind of like even the daily optimizer with golf. They're damn good. They're damn good. But when you watch enough for me, golf, for you, baseball, everything else, I can give you that amateur. That's going to make the cut that, you know what I mean? It's you need a little bit of the eye test too. And a little bit of vibe. Like it's kind of like a recipe. You got to throw it all in the pot and let it simmer not just one thing yeah i mean i agree i think it's sort of like when you uh when you're drafting somebody and you the tools you use whether it's the draft optimizer whether it's adps whatever you want to use everything's a tool there's no one thing you should be going yeah. with you know and it's, it's this gut feel as well part of the reason i didn't well win wednesdays remember you and uh, you gave and i would talk about it. i was doing parlays on tuesday now generally yeah. when, when i do parlays i'm taking favorites here all right guy teams i should win pretty easily well those parlays sucked for me on tuesday all right, yeah, i think I know, what i would I, I, I bet on paxton corbin maeta they all lost they got you know smoked. and i, I yeah, it was right and they, right, they did get smoked. it wasn't even close they all got destroyed now I, I was pissed i was not ha- I, I mean as pissed as i get with these things yeah. sometimes i just laugh and just you know go to yeah, bed. i was miserable I, tuesday yeah, night I, I know i i get that's what i do i i, I look at the you, you look at the like the phone or your your total and you either do one la- like that's the thing you're either just shake it off like pfft, or you just like lose your mind yeah i get i have the same reaction Exactly. Yeah, it's 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 weird how we uh, we handle things. I mean, uh, yeah. for me personally, you know, and I think this is kind of normal. You're having a good night. Your fantasy team, the Yankees win. On my DFS team, whatever. Everybody's winning. Oh, the adrenaline's flowing. I'm up late. Two o'clock. I'm still watching TV. Yeah, yeah what's going on? Yeah, but ten o'clock. I've already lost some bets. My team, my fantasy team sucks oh, yeah. that night. My DF, DFS team's zero for eighty. Night, oh, screw night. it. I'm going to bed. I'm just going. Yeah, next. <laughs> I'm going to bed. All right. This. this this can't happen. This is this time. There have been nights. Uh, I my kids are still awake, and I'm like, listen, just put yourselves to bed. I'm, I'm going to yeah, bed. Exactly. And my wife's out at work, and I'm like, listen, I'm going. To, I need to. I need to go to sleep because things aren't going well here. I need. I need the sun to come up, man. Because right now it feels like I'm in a dark cloud. You know, it's it's funny how we all, we all react and how different we are. I never take it out. Like my my wife and my kids have no idea. If exactly. I'm, even, oh, never. Girl, they never my know. My girlfriend's been in the same room where I'm losing. Like I'm. She's not here now, but like thousands of dollars. I've never yelled at her. I've never done anything. It's all internal. It's like, you know what? I'm the stooge here. I'll take care of my own problems. Like, you know what I mean? It's also been when, I, when I've won, but it's always, how much do you win, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll go to dinner. It's okay. It's funny, though, when you're losing, you're just kind of like, yeah. the difference between winning and losing, it's hilarious, George, because when you're losing, nobody's helping you. It's all, like, in, in the casino, it's the same way. You're like the guy with, like, scurvy or, you know, you got some kind of disease. No one wants to be near you. When you're winning, hey, yeah, everybody's your buddy. Hey, yeah, I'll buy you a drink, man. Let's be friends. But they're never there for you when you get smoked. When you got to be buddy Sunday night, nobody's giving you money to put in the envelope. But when you're winning, everyone, everybody wants a piece of your pie. Like this week, I'm getting calls. Hey, Cam, didn't you have the Blues futures? What about the Raptors? <laughs> hey, yeah. are you going to take me out for a couple of beers? I'm like, get bent. What did you do for me when I was getting smoked in the Super Bowl? A whole lot of nothing when that guy missed that kick. And George, trust me, that half point loss, that was the best when you're doing the update, too. Like, okay, oh, he missed by a mile. He, he, it was so hard <laughs> to sit there again. It's just like smoke coming out my ears. That was a funny day. But it's funny when you're winning, everybody wants to be your friend. You're losing. It's your problem, right, George? <laughs> of course. Of course. That's life. That's why I know when my brother gets here, it's going to be an interesting uh, betting day because he, he likes, I told you before, he likes to bet a a lot of he bets so many. Especially doing football Sundays, he'll have two sheets, and he, he doesn't like even it. use a computer. He still, he still uses a spiral notebook, which I find even more hilarious to write do down all his bets. Like I write stuff down. <laughs> I might write it, but I, I like it on a computer so I can just look at it. I mean, what if yeah, I, I, I get a drink on my sheet and stuff? But he'll have a thousand bets. You know, I don't even want to know what he's going to make me do tomorrow because there'll be a lot of five dollar <laughs> things going. I, mean, I won't even keep track. So, you know, generally when my, I do my bets, you know, three, four, and I, it's easy to keep track. At this point, I'm like, you know, just let me know. Just let me know by the end of the day what I'm do, where I am because I'm not keeping track of all this crap. 
you know, it's, it's and Thanksgiving when I get together with him, it's the same thing. We're betting catches. For, oh, this guy's got over on the three and a half catches. Oh, it's through the over here. All of a sudden, like, so he's a guy that he's, even he's heard a prop of. king. Like, he just loves props. Like, you know what I found in baseball, though, George, which is really good when I find that the books strike out props. I find them a lot of the time you can do pretty well. And I don't play many props in baseball. And to your point, you play, I think, more overs and unders than me. I play more sides, just yes. teams to win the game. And I told Marenzi that yesterday we're doing the show, like he had way more totals, where I play more just winning and losing type of stuff. But I play a few totals. But I've noticed that, uh, yeah, like some of those baseball props, you know what I mean, with strikers are pretty lucrative. Like you you, you get you, you can get good numbers shop around, and you you watch all the games. I'm just saying maybe we should bet more baseball props because I'm, I'm looking at them more and more now, and, hey, everything's over now we're going to be all, all knees deep in baseball before uh, football gets going right buddy so we'll have to throw some props together when we're doing these shows yeah i think to me uh i know in football i was much more successful on props than i was straight on on games much more it wasn't even close i was good i mean i'm listen i'm not talking 19 and 5 in the super bowl that was crazy uh but i'm talking generally on a regular basis i i would i was much more profitable on props than I was straight up on games. And in baseball, you mentioned, I do like the overs. And I wonder this, Cam, and I want, it's funny, I want to talk to you about this. Because, you know, what I, like, I do like the overs. And I wonder if the, uh, the books are going to adjust. Remember, it's, well, it's summer now. I know in New yeah. York it's still not getting very warm here. But it's summer now. Weather warms up, ball travels further, pitchers get more tired, long season. So I'm wondering if they're going to adjust their lines because I think, once again, we're going to see more runs scored as the yeah. season rolls along here. And I'm going to keep – I've been good on the We should document this. We're going we're gonna to start, like, next weekend. I think we should start documenting. You know, this weekend we'll let it go, but I have a feeling uh, – you know, next weekend when we're doing the weekend bet shows on Saturday and Sunday, I'm going to start documenting these stuff and look at average games. But I'm starting to notice, George, little things. They haven't done it yet. To, I, I'm seeing, like, not half runs yet, but I'm noticing the juice to the over a lot more. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like instead of just 10 cents either way, I'm seeing more 30s, more 25s, more 35s. Like, you know what I mean? Keeping the number the same, but really jacking the juice for the over. So it's basically, you know, instead of laying 10 cents, you're laying 40. So it's kind of, it is a big deal. It's almost the same as the number because you lose, you're paying extra juice. They like it that way. Yeah. Uh, that's smart. Well, that's, that's their adjustment. That's because, their adjustment. Uh, and uh, I, so I, I, that's what I mean. I wonder how they were going to adjust. Were they going to make it the extra half or the extra run? Or, you know, the juice is going to go higher. Either way, it's not obviously not good for me because I like uh, doing the overs. I think uh, I think part of the reason I like doing the overs, A, I've been successful at them, at least more successful than not. But also because, you and know, I've discussed this, I can win at the seventh inning. Hey, over, Done. Next, yeah, don't have to exactly. worry about anything. We're, Can't do it with another. The other, you always have to wait, right? Always have to wait till that game is over. When's that last yeah. out, man? Get yeah. the out. And I'll warn, I'll warn the listeners about run lines too. I do it sometimes, like putting a plus one and a half in a parlay and stuff. It's a nightmare. We're gonna see and and be very careful when you're betting these games with rain. Never touch these run lines because minus one and a half. Your team can be up nine to two. If this game is not official, you only get paid for the money line wager. You don't get the minus one and a half or plus one and a half in any situation. It's void, George. I remember I was talking about it on all my books. It's that way. It's in the rules. Be careful when you're playing those one and a halves and uh, you know plus or minus. You get burned a lot. Cost me actually about four hundred dollars last week. I would have to win. It was a void bet. Yeah, generally with me, uh, you know, I follow certain people on uh, Twitter that follow the weather. And if I don't like what I'm hearing about the weather, I almost always remove that game from my DFS slate and my gambling slate, depending on what I'm going yeah, for with gambling. Because I don't want to deal with that. You're very, you're very good that way, George. And I've noticed it too. It's uh, something you guys got to watch out those weather games, man. You don't want to get burned. We'll go. Uh, I'll talk to Mike Cardano. We'll talk about hockey for the last time. Get George's thoughts on the early lines for next year, baseball lines, and NFL. We got lots of stuff to talk about. It's weekend bets. Stewart and Kurtz back after the break. <laughs> 